Buenos dias a la Midwest Flyways podcast. I am your host, Joey Basayo. And I got Cal to my right. And I got Quabby Kauda to my left. He's actually not that Quabby today. He's actually nope. not that Quabby today. Nope. And that is, we should write this down actually, in a calendar. We should remember this day. It's incredible. This is a Monday morning, dude. I'm going to journal about it. Monday morning podcast. Mornings are good. <clears throat> so yeah. sadly, I cannot drink out law today. Well, Even though they sponsor the podcast, well, yeah. I have to go to work. Well, uh, I shouldn't drink beer right now. Right? Well, Will I? It's never I stopped know. you before. I'm I don't kidding. know. <laughs> well, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. But no, guys, we just got back from North Dakota. Had a really fun time out there, but got our asses kicked. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. We didn't have like any stellar days. We didn't get close to a limit any of the days. But yeah. we had a good time, dude. It was a really by the way, time. before we get into that, this podcast is brought to you by First Light, and we got the latest rendition of the new waiters that are going to be coming out next year, today, tried them on, really like them. Phenom. Yeah. Phenom. Very, very phenom. We've been wearing uh, prototypes all year, and those were great, Yeah, but these ones are dialed in even more. Yeah. They're more comfy, they're more form-fitting, like the size is just right. They're slick. And they have a bunch of sick stuff that's out right now. I was wearing my straight line stuff earlier, so check all that stuff out. Firstlight.com. Carter, you want to play some intro music? Yep. Pan pan to my legs. Yep, there. So they can so they can see the waiter pants. Those are nice. Hundred percent wool waiter pants, dude. They're so warm actually. Yeah. They're so yeah. nice. Yeah. It's been a while, I feel like, since we did the intro music. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you're like, don't Carter's let like, me forget. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Pretty serious about it. <clears throat> so, yeah, so we are back from getting our asses kicked in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, you know, it's sometimes it's great, and sometimes it's just not. Right. And that's just part of it, man. It's hard to hit. Uh, it's, it's not even late season, but when we got out there, what I always want to do in North Dakota is wait for that big push of mallards. You know, the mallards. Mallards. Mallards, dude. I just want to wait for those big bunches of green. Yep. First day we went out to a cornfield, and uh, some locals scouted it. We went out there, and we had to walk a really long ways in because the fields were just... I mean, it it felt long because I think the walk was tough, but, like, actually, I think it was, like, the shortest walk we made the entire time we hunted there. Well, we were just carrying so much gear. Carrying so much We stuff. hauled a lot of stuff out. We just made a lot of trips. Right. Yeah. I think I did three trips or, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot of stuff, man. Yeah. We ended up getting like 36 full body decoys, five dozen silhouettes, maybe a little more. We had a bunch of spinners out there. A we bunch of lucky some, ducks. We had quite a bit of stuff out there. Yeah. We had a bunch of lucky ducks. We had sleeper shells. We had... Goose full bodies, yeah. goose silhouettes. Yeah. A bunch of stuff. Yeah. And set up two sets of panels. And <clears throat> the tough part about that is not like birds weren't working. It's just when to call the shot. Because there's like five in the kill hole, but there's another 75 behind them. And then the rest of them just won't do it. You know, they're just circling, circling, staying out at like 45 yards. Everyone wants to be greedy, which is great. You know, but after the third flock doing that, it's like, should we cut into the five? Yeah. You, know, you start then, to wonder. 
<laughs> and then by the time it's everyone's on the same page to cut into the five or whatever we have available, they stop flying. Yeah. So it's like, ugh, it hurts. Yeah, that's tough. It's it is one of those things though when you're sitting there and you even after you talk about it, like you'll have a conversation and be like, no, we're just gonna shoot anything we can that kind of comes in like we might not get commitment and then and then you're the guy on the end and you've got one drake mallard right out in front of you you know and people there's yell at you 40 behind it mm-hmm. and you just know like i know we talked about this but if i shoot this one bird <clears throat> and those other ones don't come in you'll never know if they would have came in then everyone's going to be upset about it Everyone's going to be, oh, well, but dude, there's a bunch back there. What if they had, you know? So, yeah, it's totally a lose-lose. And you sort of just, yeah, also just check yourself on accident. You're always like, oh, dude, there's so many back there. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. Yeah. And you know what, man? I'm done. I'm done thinking about the birds and thinking about education. Because, like, you don't want to educate a big flock of birds like that. You don't want to do that. But now getting my ass kicked all season i'm like you know what getting scrappy it's actually i can tell it's making you a little bit frustrated it's annoying it's nothing that we're doing or not doing either it's just like they're just playing patty cake in the air patty cake and they're just flying they're just you're out there playing patty cake with your friend pedro yeah finger popping each other's assholes we ain't finger popping each other's assholes (laughs) <laughs> Name that movie, Carter. Oh, wait. Never no seen clue. a movie in your life. Yeah. Which uh, part? The part I started with or where you went with it? Either one. Neither one. Yikes. Nope. Neither one? I don't know. Think of Pop and that. You don't know that one? No. <laughs> you don't know why you're out there playing patty cake with your friend Pedro? No. Pedro. Me and your brother Kip were out there making some moolah. Nope. No? Nothing. Damn. So good. Napoleon Dynamite. And then 21, 21 Jump Street. Oh, I've seen that one. Okay. Don't remember it, but... I was going to say, I thought you said you I've liked that movie. I've seen that one, yeah. You actually referenced it as being a funny movie. It is. Think of hmm. popping each other's assholes. That's that uh, lady saying that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> yep. We weren't finger popping each other's assholes. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jonah Hill. I love Got it. it. It's unbelievable. But anyway, so then today, yeah. we came back a day early from North Dakota and uh, figured we'd go hunt the pontoon blind together for the first time. And uh, birds were just kind of doing the same thing, just playing patty cake, dude. Just playing yeah. patty cake. And we had three mallards at first light. Carter's flying the drone to show us how shitty the brush looks on the pontoon blind out of nowhere. And then three mallards start working, and there's a law... You shouldn't technically fly a drone as you're shooting birds, right? What is the exact law? Something like that, yeah. You can't use it to influence the birds. Right. And if a CO is watching us, he could possibly say that we were trying to influence the birds. Yeah. And so we didn't shoot because they landed at like 3540. It was three Drake Greenheads, and we could have easily have water slapped them, yep. you know? <sighs> so it just hurt my hurt my soul, you know? And then finally, a drake and a hen came in. We decided to shoot at them. They're like 35 yards. And um, we shot, shot the hen. Yeah, we shot the hen. Drake got away. And then the hen uh, 
hit the current and just went bye bye. Immediately bye bye. She was swimming. Right. And yeah. then right after she came in, uh single Drake came in and then he shortstopped us like what, fifty five yards? And then right before he touched the water, I shot him and he was dead. Like dead dead. <laughs> yeah. I was so blown away by that. Yeah. It's like well, two BBs right in his head. And Joey Joey went all the way across the lake looking for that hen. And he was right on top of it, but she must have, I mean, she was definitely still swimming when she was leaving, so. Yeah, she found her way into the reeds. <clears throat> yeah, it's too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sucks. But moral of the story, I'm going to be scrappy the rest of the year. I'm calling shots. Oh, but there's another 10. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> We're taking some meat home, baby. I'll tell you what, man. I'll join you in that endeavor for Mallards, but this, like, bloodlust to just shoot it's not bloodlust well it's not a bloodlust it's just i'm sick of getting my ass kicked by these birds i'm sick of worried about like perfect decoying shots when i know i can take two off the corner you know sick of it yeah i'm gonna take those two off the corner if i educate two out of the four you know, it just depends, so be on, it. It depends on the time of year and like what your situation is it I mean, is that time right of now year, it's we have it's two and a half weeks left of duck season. to be that time of year. But we have it two is. two and a half weeks left of duck season, and yeah. we have not had a push. The October lull has lasted eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's getting yeah. frustrating, dude. I am over it. Yeah. I'm calling shots. Oh, you yeah. can't hit a bird at 45 yards? Get out. Do you think that there's <laughs> do you think that there's things that we haven't done that we should be doing or that there's been factors that have made it such a tough year in terms of finishing birds? No, I don't think no. so. I think it's weather related. Cuz there's there's only been a couple times where I'm like, "Uh, well, if we would have we should have we've had a couple cold snaps though." Yeah. yeah. But they're not influencing the birds for some reason. The weather isn't influencing them to commit to a spread or just to what? They're they're all just playing patty cake. If I go field hunting, they don't want to eat. If I go water hunting, they want to go eat. No matter what I pick, for no reason, they want to do the opposite. They come and check it out. Come and hang out at 40 yards. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Oh, they look like they're having fun. I think I'm going to go over here, though. Lands 150 yards away. Cool. I could have killed that one Drake Mallard at 40 yards. Totally. But I was getting greedy, and I want that perfect shot right in front of me or right in front of you, so I don't call it. Boo. We walk away with one to two ducks when we could have had ten. Ten. Not today. I'm just saying, like, in general hunts, you know. Yeah, it's tough. It's been tough kind of like that, though, this whole year, and it's just... I, I can tell that you're... Well, I'm just, you're, you're just really I'm hunting, upset. I'm hunting like a, like a pure sportsman, you know, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I'm, I'm hunting like I'm well fed. Yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> I need meat, dude. Yeah. I'm going to kill some birds. Yeah. You are hunting like a well-fed man for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's like, ah, oh, I'll just cook some eggs behind me. No, yeah. dude. Kill that bird. Put it on the grill. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> I'm not doing that with you. <laughs> I'm not eating I'm not birds right out of, then. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> doing that. I can just see it now, though. This <laughs> in the pond. I've done blind. it. Yeah, I've done it. I know. I've seen you do it. Remember that time we were at uh, 
we were at Darren's place and you shot those two mallards or whatever and you came back and you cleaned them up. Absolutely spent like 30 seconds rinsing them with water <laughs> and then he literally fired up a cast iron skillet. Mm. Huh, just a tiny bit of oil in the skillet. I mean, these birds have been out of a out of the bird for like eight minutes. And Joey's got them under cold water for like 30 seconds. And then they just get salt and pepper right on the grill. I mean, them things in that cast iron, <laughs> so much blood <laughs> in the whole bottom of that pan. And Joey ate those things, and I was like, those do not look good. They got cooked for like 10 minutes, too. You know they just weren't medium rare anymore. You never know. know. He was just like, I don't know. I guess he was just I don't just remember him tasting shit. bad. I don't remember yeah. him tasting bad. I did it once with a wood duck, too. That yeah. was good. Wood duck straight onto the grill was really good, actually. Oops. Kicking cameras. <laughs> kicking cameras. <laughs> Just kicking cameras, man. You can't stop me. Yeah. Well. I'm going to kick him. I could. <laughs> Come here, dude. Come here. Let me, uh, let's race for it. Yeah. How about that? Oh. Yeah. I still, I was, Cal and I were driving home last night from North Dakota, and I'm like, I still cannot believe that that kid thought he could beat me in a race. Still think I can yeah. if you don't cheat. We just confirmed that oh there was no cheating. No, you cheated. Here's the thing, though, that I love about Carter. It's like right now he knows he's just wrong, mm-hmm. but he's just, he comes Till the with, death. To the death. Till the death. Yeah. You just know? like, no, no, you cheated. That's the only way you could have beaten me. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm athletic and you're not. No, it can't be that. Can't be that. No, couldn't be that. I'm. If you do, you think that there is a sport you feel like you could beat Joey in? Football, shooting. What? What in football though? One on one, whatever, whatever it needs to be. Like D back receiver. Yeah, I think I could toast you. I just that. don't know when you're being serious anymore. Or if you're just being like, you know, those those would be the two I'm confident. Which in. ones? Football and football and trap shooting or anything like that. Anything like uh, that. Any any gun sport. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've hit a lot of coyotes at 200 yards in a dead sprint. Yeah. I'm sure. Like a lot. I'm sure. I'm sure. I heard Carter's a good shooter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard. I've never seen it, though. I, I fired one shot on that hunt in Wisconsin where I bought my license just so we could go because we we're band hunting. Mm-hmm. One shot, and I killed the bird when I was flying 40 yards back shoulder. Remember that? No. No, I don't remember that. No, you shot mallards in uh, western Minnesota with us, too. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you're not a not a bad shot. I wouldn't say that you're better than me, though. Well, I am, but... Even after the shot you saw me do today. Yeah, I was lucky. You hit two BBs. That's all I need, baby. That's not skill. That's luck at that point. If you hit five, maybe it's I mean, skill. You were using Migra. Like, I've seen you make some shots that, like, you should be proud of, but, like, the shot in the water. I mean, you're just casting a, a line of BBs at a duck. Yeah. Hmm. No, I mean, like I said, hmm. I've seen you make shots that you should be proud what of. What about yesterday? The pass shot. That was a good shot. On that last bird? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't there. No, it's it was real. I, I mean, dude, I'm just saying, like, where are you ranking your best shots at? What about the bird you shot at 70 yards flying away at Bobby's? Yeah. Okay, so I'm just saying, like, if that's a great shot, mm-hmm. then the shot you made 35 yards on that that 55. bud, 
the passing shot yesterday. Oh, that was like 35-40. I know. I'm just saying, so yeah. I'm not going to go out and be like, you know, let's let's have a standard here. It's let's consistent. Let's have some standards, though. dude. It's consistent. You know, let's hold ourselves to a, a level here. What is weird, though, that I still can't quantify is if I get less than four hours of sleep, I will not hit a bird the next day. I don't get it. Is that why you had to sleep when I went scouting the other day? Yeah. Yeah. But it's almost like you didn't go scouting, though, you know? Hey, guys, speaking of really good shots and not good shots, this podcast is brought to you by Migra. Now, let me tell you something about Migra. The 20-gauge especially just hammers ducks and geese, man. I am so pumped to know that, one, my shells are going to fire, and then, two, it is consistently knocking shit down. Yeah. Like, I, I literally don't worry. It's amazing. I just never, like, I I never worry that my shell is not going to come out of the gun. Right. Unless I'm using a gun that has problems with cycling. That also happens to me on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, the Migra always does its job, and that, it's nice to know. Yeah, it is really nice. So, guys, go find your local retailer, online retailer. Apparently, people are having troubles trying to find this stuff. You can get it. <laughs> RogerSportingGoods.com, Max Prairie Wings. I don't know what other online retailers, but I know you can get it at those two places for sure. Just Google. Just Google. Yeah, it, right. That's the thing. I, where can I buy it online? Have you did you Google Migra ammunition? And then click shopping. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So welcome to the internet. Um yeah. <laughs> also. No doubt. So now um no, I say we, we try to figure that out sometime. Who's a better shot? Yeah, absolutely. I say we just go one for one on hunting. Hunting? Yeah. Trap shooting is so boring, dude. Yeah, but I don't. It's so hunt. repetitive. Anyone can get good at trap shooting. Hitting a bird, that's different. Yeah, but plus and plus they're bigger, so it'll be easier for you. Yeah, it I should mean, be right. You, you have an advantage. You've killed how many hundred birds in the last two years, and I've killed a bird. No, oh, but you're better than me, so it shouldn't I am. Be, I am. Yeah, yeah, so it shouldn't be an issue. Nope, shouldn't be. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so overly confident. <laughs> it's such a false confidence. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> I don't I know what to tell you. I actually love it. Ugh. It's very funny. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Guys, if you think that Carter is full of shit, uh, type 07 in chat. That'd be great. What? 07 in chat. Mm -hmm. huh? Just salute Carter for being full of shit. <laughs> is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Salute. Never, ever, ever put that together in my head. Oh. Did you? I've never seen that. I've never seen it either, actually. It's weird when you type it out. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, that is a salute. That's kind of weird. Oh, seven? Mm -hmm. Oh, then seven? Mm-hmm. So be a guy saluting lefty? <laughs> sure. Sure. That's what it would be. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. No, that's crazy. Have literally never seen that, though, so thank you for bringing me up to date on what the kids are doing these days. Carter didn't know because he's from Chicago. True. Yeah. I guess, like, yeah, now that I'm looking at it. <laughs> that's weird. Text it to Carter. It's um, pretty weird trip. It's kind of trippy. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys. Yeah, this is good podcast. <laughs> this is almost like when I was listening to that Joe Rogan podcast and they're just eating pizza. Yeah, that was that was bad. Yeah. Um so anyway, we really really need birds here in Minnesota, like something fierce. We need cold weather and it's not getting below 30 for the next 10 days. Mm -hmm. 
So hopefully it gets colder up in Canada. I mean, it doesn't really matter what Minnesota has. It matters up north where all the birds are. Well, when I, I was up there, it was cold, northwest winds, and you guys didn't get anything. Right. So I don't, I don't This know. is absolute bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah, we've had a couple cold snaps. It hasn't meant anything, I guess. Mm-mm. Hasn't done much for us. The birds are being pretty tough. I'm interested to see how the south season is for people, you know? I know I mean, Kansas and Oklahoma got a bunch of birds in that cold snap from yeah. two weeks ago now. Yeah, it was like uh, like all of our birds pushed in for one day, and they instantly left and went right. south. Right. So it's like, ugh, we're such a flyover state now. Last couple years, it hurts. It's it pretty bad. hurts my soul. The, the tough part is the weather changes so rapidly, and we need it to be gradual. That's kind of how I feel. You know, or like a snap, but then to the place where it stays like that. You know, it doesn't just get worse or get better suddenly. Because we'll have so much where it's like, you'll have three days where it's 25 degrees. So then birds fly out of Saskatchewan. Let's say it snows in Saskatchewan and it's 25 degrees here. And then birds leave Canada. They leave Winnipeg. They leave Alberta and they fly and they get here and everything's frozen. Right. So then, so then they keep going. going. Yeah. You know, but the other issue is if it gets really cold and then it's super warm again, now the local birds suck too. So you're just fucked on both ends. <laughs> like such a hard F word. <laughs> yeah. That one did hit, didn't it? I met, I said it with my chest. It's relatable. But it's real. Yeah. It is it's real. real. You're just screwed no matter what. Yeah. I probably shouldn't hunt the next like seven days. And just scout and figure out what's going on. Yeah. Just, like, wait for something of, like, 200-plus to go out. I'm I'm getting tired. Mm-hmm. Getting my ass kicked. Waking up super early, whether it's for work or hunting, it's like, ugh. Yeah, just going, break. <laughs> going on not enough sleep continuously and then not being able to get far enough ahead with scouting to actually feel like you're either on an X or have a great field or whatever. Right. And just to be clear, it's not that there's no birds, period. It's just, like we were saying earlier, you want the birds to decoy nice and you're waiting for, like, really good shots. And it's just... They don't come. You know, they don't come. I feel like, though, there is a lack of birds compared to other years. Years past. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, western Minnesota has a shitload of ducks right now. Yeah, I heard that as well. But... (laughs) You've heard. <laughs> like, what is happening over there? Are you having a stroke or? I was trying to, yeah, yeah. Trying to be nondescript? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's better. It didn't that's work good. out that's very fine. well. You but. could just be like, I'm going to be nondescript. That's all you had to say. Yeah. But, yeah, there's, I mean, there are some birds here. And there are birds in the area still, but they're just not. We don't have numbers. And then the birds, it's too warm. It's 56 degrees. Yeah, it's it's perfect working weather, which I don't like. Right. So I don't want to work. I want to hunt. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's again, we're gonna get all of our ducks in December. Yep. Like we always do, and I just it hurts my soul, man. I just want to get out of this damn state, go somewhere where you can hunt ducks in December. You know, like just take off the entire month of December and just go to Arkansas. You know what I mean? Just go somewhere where you're. Where the birds are, kill birds. Just go hunt every day. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I always ask myself, like, what would it take to move the Minnesota Ducks season? I don't think it'll ever move. I've talked to Scott about it so many times, and he's like, it won't ever happen. What does he say about it? He's like, there's too many people that buy their license to hunt opener and maybe one other time in October. Yeah. He goes, you'll lose so many license sales if you push the weekend or if you push the opener back uh, two to three weeks. Why don't they just keep it open longer? Uh, because of our flyway. So our the Mississippi flyway is a 60-day yeah. season. Why it's don't, just why don't they just do a longer split? Or couldn't they do like a river season or like a specialty mallard season or something? Yeah, they they really could do that, and that's what um, I went to Moha for to try to push for uh, like a two it? week a two week uh, mallard season, just a late mallard season in December. Yeah, like just charge fifty bucks for the license, like a special license, just make a bunch more money because apparently, according to Scott and then other people is the 1% of hunters that would hunt in December for mallards is 1%. It's a very small number. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the mass of people who buy their licenses would never hunt that. So it's like, well, just charge 100 bucks. Right. I would totally pay 100 bucks. So would I, yeah. Be crazy, but I would still do it. Oh, I'd do it in a heartbeat. No yeah. questions. When wouldn't you? How much? Open up a, open up a crane season here, 200 dude. bucks. And a swan. Hey. And a swan, yeah. You can hunt mallards in December. All of December? 200 bucks. I'd probably do it. I'd do it, too. I'd probably do but it. But where's the cutoff? You know what I mean? That's well, like you paid however much for a Canada license of three days. Yeah, it was like 250 Yeah. Yeah. So that was three days. So if you get 30 days of December here. Yeah, pretty sure it'd be better than our December mallard season in Canada for three days. But Oh, yeah. I'd probably still do it. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, just hunt sick. the rivers and random cornfields. Oh, be, be awesome. Unreal. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. such a such a sick deal. <clears throat> Honestly, if we could do that, it would make me want to like not travel in December at all. Yeah. Because it'd just be so fun to be here. Cold weather. Frozen. Cold snow. Weather. Cold weather. <laughs> Two brothers. Rated R. <laughs> Inside joke. I'm sorry. Holy um, shit. <laughs> I wanted to talk real quick about the uh, one of our other sponsors of the podcast is RW Coolidge, and I'm currently wearing one of their sweatshirts. It's super nice, super thick, super warm, and uh, also their duck straps are literally the best that I've seen in 30 years, and that's how old I am. And I've seen a lot of leather straps in and out of the bedroom. So go check out rwcoolidge.com. They have some awesome products on their website. But my the duck straps and the hoodies, by far my fave. And you should be able to get them customized without an issue too. So if you sent like a logo or you wanted something, your initials on them, you can do that too. So that's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. check it out. Mm-hmm. All right. So what are you going to do now for the next couple of weeks? I'm probably just going to work so that I can run wherever I want to go later. Yeah. 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 So um, my wife is pregnant. Obviously, she's due in February. And, um, so I'm only going to have a couple months here. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to be gone in January. She's due on the 22nd of February. And so I'll probably be able to hunt through January. But then after that. Yeah. In February, you're probably going to In February, I'm probably capped. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you shouldn't hunt within two weeks of your, you shouldn't leave town within two weeks of your due date. Right. So 
Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go pretty we'll hit hard. hard. I'm going to go pretty hard in December, January. I'm going to I'm going to make as much money as I can so then I can just not be gone, but be gone. Just <laughs> just shoot a bunch of birds. My wife's going to hate me. Are oh, you yeah. going to Angel Wing in January? Yeah. What yep. dates is that? 6th through the 9th. Nice. Yep, I'm going there for work. So, pretty excited. Thank yeah, you Ethan sick. for having us. Unreal. Super stoked. They're already killing a bunch of greenheads. They actually just shot a banded greenhead yesterday. Where are you flying into? Scott's Bluff? Mm-hmm. Are you flying? Mm-hmm. Much better. Much better. Because when we flew to Denver yeah. and then drove three and a half hours, that sucked. Not ideal. But the flights were so much cheaper yeah. flying into Denver. It was Denver. insane to fly to Scott's Bluff, though. Yeah. Well, were they time. back then? Like 1100 I thought. A piece? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that Steep. much. It was like four hundred. Oh, so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, flights. It's such a weird thing. Flights suck right now, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, why is every flight delayed right now? Oh, because they're bad at their job, right? No, that's I actually mean, the ac- account for the time. You know, correct. Under promise, over deliver. Be like, hey, our flight's going to take off at four. Cool. You know, you need to be boarded by. You need to be ready to go by two, just in case if it's early. Sounds mm-hmm. good. I would much rather get that. Yeah. Versus flight boards at four, you're flying by five thirty. It's bullshit. It's insane. It's insane how many planes are delayed lately. Think I don't think Wade has had a flight this year that wasn't delayed. Like every time I talk to him, he's like, Yeah, my flight got delayed. Yeah. No, it just you've been flying commercially for let's just say 70 years since the 50s right about 70 years you mean just as a whole we have yeah you know? yeah just the united states we've sure. been flying commercially for 70 years you don't know when you're gonna get somewhere you don't right, know right. snow and ice sure delay september no delay <laughs> no delay now there you're are dallas, some things that happen naturally you're in dallas fort worth you and know, your flight is delayed? something is wrong with the plane and it needs work or you know, if there's a runway issue or ice, like you said, but September in Dallas, Fort Worth, no delay. You see, have you seen that <laughs> airport? By the way, have you been there? Yeah, I have. Well, it's a compound, dude. Me and you have been to Dallas like four times together, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it's insane. Dallas's airport is sucks. Took What's me- your favorite airport? Oh, Billings. Really? Oh, that that airport was badass. Over Monroe. Yep, Billings was sick. It was so nice. In and out. You know what? You're right. Billings was pretty nice. Monroe was like, Monroe, Louisiana was like, uh, it was like a garage. Remember when they weren't going to let me take my gun home? Yes. Yeah, they didn't want me to take my gun home because the TSA required, the damn TSA, they required me to have two locks, you know, on your gun. So my gun case had two locks on it. And the lady literally... Opened all my clips and then took her hands and she was like prying as hard as she could. She's like, See how you can see in there a little bit? I'm like, Yeah. And she's like, (laughs) That's not going to work. I'm like, You unclipped all of them and then it's already open. The TSA lock has like this much leeway on it. I'm like, What? How would it otherwise work? And she's like, You're going to need four locks. And I'm like, 
Ma'am, I flew out of Minneapolis airport with this gun in this case with two locks on it. You're telling me I'm not going to go back there where the security is way different than here? You have two gates. And she was like, I can't let you fly with it. And I was like, I'm definitely going home with that gun today. So what are we going to do? Because it's legal by your laws. This is legal. Oh, you told her. I told her. I was like, by TSA requirements, <laughs> I am completely legal right now. I was like, I have a hard case. I have two locks on the gun. If you go to the TSA website, this is what is required. Mm. And she's like, well, I might be able to find two other locks You'll just have to cut that them. we've had, but I don't know the code, so you'll have to cut them. I'm like, fine, I'll cut them. Well, and why do you need the locks on there? In case an employee takes your gun? An employee would have a TSA key, so that yeah, wouldn't matter. So, so, like, why does it need to be locked? Because no civilians are handling that. It's like the airport personnel. Right. And so maybe someone in the airport picking up luggage could be like, whoa, whoa. You know? I don't maybe, know. Maybe that, but also. But you can't have ammo with it. Right. But maybe also it's get better employees so you can trust them with other people's firearms. But even if they did have the firearm, Joe. Like two things. Anyone that's working at an airport, they could bring in it ammunition then. Yes. Like, I mean, maybe there's no reason for the locks. They can't point. yeah, they can't get in ammunition in there. They go through a freaking they go through security. Yeah. Sure. They go through security to get to their job every day. Can't bring ammunition in. And and even if they could, all the TSA have TSA keys. They can open any TSA lock. That's what a TSA lock is for. That's why it has to be a TSA-approved lock, so they can put their key in it. So any TSA agent can still open the lock. Why do we still have the TSA? <laughs> There's this thing that happened in 2001. No, I know, but that was supposed to be temporary. And now it's just like forever? Yeah. Open up your laptops. Take out your laptops, your liquids, your creams, oh, your gels. You have, a, you have a tube of toothpaste? That could be a bomb. You're going to have to throw that away. Oh, you're drinking water as we speak? Throw it away. No. I paid for this. Can you imagine security in like the 50s? No, there was none. You you could right. smoke on the plane. Right. People were chiefing up cigs in the plane, dude. And they still say no smoking over the plane. Right. God. Dude, they were in like first class. Every Have you seen the videos of like yes. old commercial flights? Yes. God. Everyone in the first, every single person in the plane is smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Well, also they, they had all the leg room in the world. They were doing this on the plane. <laughs> They're in like love seats, reclining. God, dude, can you imagine yes. the air quality on a plane? With Unbelievable. Fifty people smoking a cigarette. Sounds like heaven. How did people live to now? Sounds like heaven, dude. <laughs> telling you. The crazy part, too, is you know when you get in people's cars or the like if you go in someone's house and they smoke inside it mm -hmm. and it smells like stale cigarettes, you know? Can you imagine just like no matter what, everywhere you go, everything you do for the rest of your life just smells like stale cigarettes everywhere? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I have grandparents. And their friends growing up all smelled like cigarettes. And they had stopped smoking 10 years prior to me being alive. 
And I'm like, why does your cabin just smell like shit? My dad's like, oh, they used to smoke cigarettes in here. It's like, how many years ago was that? 22 years ago. I'm like, <laughs> whoa. Seems like, like a our, long time ago. Our old cabin, and my grandparents never smoked, um, smelled like cigarettes from the people who bought it. They bought it from from 30 years prior to before I lived. Still yeah. smelled like cigarettes. It's disgusting. That's insane. Yeah, when Connor bought his house, he had to like run an ozone machine for weeks or something oh, in there. Dude. And it still smells. And you can still smell it, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you still can. The last time I was in there, I didn't as much, but now I think they've literally painted every single wall. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, so trap in the smell. He ripped out everything in the basement. Yep, they had he did a ton of stuff. Gross. It's insane. Well anyway. Yeah, sorry. Guys, let me tell you something about Onyx. We were just in North Dakota. You know how nice it was to know if the field was electronically posted or not? And then to click on that and to see the person's phone number to get permission when it was electronically posted? Absolute game changer. And then also, where sections line up to each other, you know if you can or cannot hunt a field edge or not, saves you a trespassing ticket. And trust mm. me, you do not want a trespassing ticket. So, And the waypoint radius can save you a ticket from shooting too close to a house, too. True. Which is different than a lot of other states in terms of distance, by the way, so I'd look it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So use our code MWF25. Nope. 20! <laughs> so close. So close. So MWF20. MWF20. 20% off. For 20% off your elite membership. Yes. Go check it out. Nailed it. Good job. So... I feel like we need to get a trailer at some point. And there's a lot of different options for us, but we saw a pretty cool one. Uh, Matt's trailer is pretty sick. Yeah, it's too much. It's yeah. too much. He put it's an epoxy floor in there with like flake. How long is bars. it? It was 20. 20 foot? 20, 20 foot. foot? Holy shit. It's a big trailer. <sighs> He's able to fit 31 dozen DOAs. And like, he could have fit so many more. Like things in there. He's like, should I bring a four wheeler, whatever? First of all, talk about an organized dude. Good yeah. lord, guy's got parts for shit he doesn't own. You know, right? He had like six to ten Lucky Ducks in the trailer, hanging with like a charging station for him. It's got like a battery hookup that you can hook up your truck or your phone. You can hook up. I mean, it's insane. He was like plugging it into the hotel. It's like, dude, this is too much. I think that that plug-in, though, that's like a necessity almost. Yeah, like you, you got to be able to have power. So, like, having that plug-in on the exterior of the trailer is super important. It's smart. Yeah. I mean, what he did is incredible, and he yeah. spent a lot of money on that trailer, and that's my thing is, like, I always picture trailers as, like, uh, throw your shit in there. And his sure. is, uh, oh, this is a mobile dance floor. Right. Oh, I, can, I could rent my trailer out to use at parties. Yeah, I'm I'm like a little concerned in myself because I know that when we buy a trailer, I'm going to want to make it like a nice trailer. Mm -hmm. And I know that you aren't going to care about that. And so I'm just like, oh, okay, we have to find like a happy medium of like how much are we going to put into it and do to it and try? And then how much are we just going to not care? Yeah, that's that's the problem, dude, is when you when you spend four to ten grand on a trailer, right? It's how much more money do you put into it because it's a depreciating asset. You're never going to get more money than what you paid for it, 
ever. It's not an appreciating asset. It's a depreciating. Mm-hmm. So, and they also get destroyed. You, like, the amount of times I've seen someone just drop the gate in the back, and there's a rock on the ground. Now you have this giant dent or a hole. It's ridiculous. So what you do is you pay attention to the ground, and then you don't put the trailer on top of a big rock. No, there's just, like, a, like a gravel road. There will be one rock in that gravel road that's just a little bit bigger than the others. You'll never see it in the dark. Put that trailer down. People are walking up on the gate and whatever, and then you close the trailer. It's like, what in the hell, dude? I also usually recommend setting down the trailer door instead of just like... Well, it doesn't matter if you set it or drop it. It's just like when people are stepping on it, it'll poke It'll through. be dented. Yeah, it's going to get poke dented. through. You need That's rock tamers on the back. Yeah. You know? Like but how, but how, here's how far the thing, do you want to go? Okay, so it's like some of it, though, is like functionality and ease of use for the person. Because I know for us, it has to be organized in the way that when you take something out, like me and you are going to just have to have the rule of like, you take it out of this spot, it goes right back in that spot. That's the only way we'll keep track of our shit. That makes me want to buy my own trailer, hearing you talk about it. Well, I'm just makes saying. Makes me want to buy my own trailer. We've, had, we've obviously had, you know, so many different things that we've either lost or misplaced or like, you know, we've destroyed over the years. Mm-hmm. And we need to stop doing that. So we just need to figure out a way to where it's like an inventory system, you know? Just something comes in, something goes out. Mm-hmm. So it's just but it sounds then, exactly like Joey right yep and that's the concern <laughs> and that's the concern man you know so it's just what how much do we put into it because then you just have the question of like where do you go with it I say we just drop off the trailer with Rob and he just outfits the trailer for us how about that a little five hour energy ding it up <laughs> ding it up a couple of times yeah. you know right Break it in a little bit. Could you imagine? Yeah. My father, Rob, just walked into the room here. Mm-hmm. How you doing? How you doing, Dad? This is actually the perfect time for a Sound Gear ad. So, guys, oh this podcast is also brought to you by Sound Gear, inspired by Rob Vasallo himself, who has mastered the art of selective hearing and also the art of hearing loss. <laughs> so... Avoid that situation and call the phone number on your screen. Get 200 bucks off your custom phantom hearing protection or use code FLYWAYS for 125 bucks off instant fits. And then you can hear. You need a pair? $125 off? Yeah, the instant fits, yep. Okay, no brainer. Yeah. I'd like to hear what you guys are saying sometime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. At some point. We'll get him something so he can actually have a conversation with us. But for now, that'd be cool. Yeah, I love you. I love you. Mm. That's the problem. Stop saying what? Yeah. Stop. Anyway, but no, so, we're uh, we're gonna buy a trailer at some point here, Dad. Throw <laughs> full bodies and silhouettes and all that jazz, and we just can't we can't take everything we need to in a back of a truck bed anymore, and it's it's too much. Been through that many times. Mm-hmm. Well, trailers are so much more expensive now. 14 or 16 foot, you said, is what you said yesterday. How big of a trailer do you think we should get, Dad? Well, you can't go short. You have to go long. How long? I would say 14 or 16. Sup, dude. Cal's like, let's get a 10 or 12 foot. I said 12, but... Yeah. You know, the crappiest part about it, I was telling Joey, it's like the happy medium of 
Now you're getting a 16 and now you get 10 miles a gallon and now you're getting an 18 and now you're going to get eight miles a gallon. So how far do you want to go? Because you're driving 14 hours to schedule. That's why Joey bought a diesel pickup that it'll get the same mileage whether you pull a 10 or a 20. Is that true? Yep. Absolutely true. As long as it's an aerodynamic. V front, V nose. By a twenty-two, and they actually make them with a spoiler on the back of the trailer. I've seen those. Yeah, the draft. Yeah, damn. Yeah, so we got to figure that out. But yeah. trailer prices are insane. Yeah, like when I wild. sold my seventeen-foot to uh, Noah. Yeah. Like I, I bought the thing for fifteen hundred and sold it to them for thirty-five hundred, and that was the best deal. He's like, I haven't found a trailer under seven grand. Right. I'm like. Whew. Damn. So now I need to buy another trailer and it's going to hurt. Yep. But what do you do? Figure it out. Oh, meth head trailer in January. That's trailers in January. Like a cooking trailer? Like a Breaking Bad trailer? Yeah. No, it's just a Well, you know, that way you're buying a whole business. You know, it's like a whole setup. It's. Buy all his tools and exactly, it's a whole business. Then you're it's buying an investment. That. It's different. It's an it's an acquisition. Is exactly. What it is. Yeah, it's merger. A merger. A merger. A merger. Yeah. yeah. Now this is now a DBA of Midwest Flyway is perfect. Oh my god. Unreal. All right. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. We appreciate it. Make sure to check us out on every other channel. There you go, Carter. A little outro music for us. Joey can't hear it because he doesn't have headphones on, but it's playing. You can imagine it in your head. Okay. Thanks for listening. Hey, hey, Dad. One more thing. 